where we talk book news, author news, and literary news, and sometimes movie news. That's right. Today's I, the day. Yeah. I'd probably have us talk about movie news a lot. Really? A lot. That would be your thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Books the are o- good, though. The Oscars Sorry. were this past weekend, so we are going to be talking about the Oscars a little yeah. bit later. Yeah. I watched them. Did you watch them? Yeah. Start to finish. Good job. I didn't watch the pre-stuff. I just uh, started with the show. Okay. Which was pretty long. Yeah. If I'm being honest. 8 to 11.30? Yeah. But we can what talk about that. Three and a half hours? A little later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the voices you're hearing right now are Richard Kiley. Like from Jurassic, Jurassic Park. That's a Jurassic yeah. Park reference. Yeah. Okay. There was a quick, quick little clip. I don't know if you saw it. They were being like, they did a montage at the Oscars of yeah. all the movies. All movies. And they showed a little clip. Yeah. Of uh, the T-Rex roaring yeah. as that, uh, when dinosaurs ruled the earth, banner yep. falls down, yep. and it roared. It was pretty great. We got a little bit of Doc Brown falling back yeah. after the DeLorean disappears, yeah. and we got some Star Trek, yeah. so yes. good times were ahead by all. But I am not Richard Kiley. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Now, joining us this week is not Elizabeth Elo. Uh, she was with us last week, so right. if you happen to she miss... She was with us? Well, you mean she's not with us anymore? (laughs) No, she's around. She's just not here chatting with us. So if you missed last week's episode, you can find it at SoundCloud.com or anywhere where you get your uh, podcasts. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to it because it was uh, it was a fun interview. Yeah. She was. I'm always glad when the authors are like game to just chat with us. Yeah. So shout outs to Julie Spencer Fleming. I I wonder if we can get like a really good scheme going where we sell people podcasts at like at retail store. Yeah. 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 For a high. And then we just. Rolling, it's all profit. Yeah, they open they open it up, and it's just a, a link to the yeah. to soundcloud.com slash all yeah. the books. Oh, okay. Yep, it's cost me twenty dollars. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna have to edit all that out because otherwise, people are gonna know our plan. Yeah, and steal it. Yeah, probably. So, That's the real yeah. concern. I don't want people pirating my podcast. No, I no. Go ahead. It's yeah, fine. Please do. If you're downloading me on Kazaa, is that a thing? Bear share. Hmm. What are what are people downloading? Stuff know. illegally on. I don't now. know. I don't know. You never use Kazaa and Bearshare? I, I want to talk to just people who are listening to this on a, a Zoom. Okay, so yeah. just come yeah. in here. <laughs> All right. Oh, poor the Zoom. Yeah, not even Bill Gates has no. used the Zoom. He didn't even. So. He had an iPad, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, Have you been reading anything good? We did have a pretty crazy winter storm. We lost power here at the library. Yeah, we did. We had to have a snow day on Friday. Yeah, we never have a snow day at no, the library. No, we don't. No, we don't. And yeah. if we would have had power, I definitely would have opened. Yeah. So that people You kind of sounded like Denzel warm. Washington there for a second. Like, no, we don't. No, yeah. we don't. I could hear that. Yeah. That's a compliment. Thank right. you. You're welcome. Thank you. I have never heard of that movie that he was nominated for, but I do want to watch it. I had. Going back to the Oscars. But that's but because anyway. my fingers are on the pulse at all times. Wow. I, I put my hand on your pulse. On my pulse. I don't think that's quite I, it, but close. I. Oh my gosh, are you dead? Oh my gosh. No. Uh, we, so we were closed on we Friday. We were closed, yeah. Uh, but everything's back to normal. We yeah. didn't really have much damage. A little problem with the garage door. A little yeah. bit of water leaking in. Yeah. But overall, some we're in of good us, shape and we're glad to be uh, back. Drove over some guardrails like yes. they owed us money. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it wasn't me. No, it wasn't Or you. Elizabeth Elo. So no. it, was, it, was, it was me. It was Eric. Yeah. Eric had a little bit of a man versus nature situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my car, as it turns out, is a pretty decent battering ram, especially the trunk of the car. Yeah. Because it took very little damage yeah. outside of the fact that a wheel might be slightly bent. Right. But that, that guardrail is done. Toast. Uh, I just flattened Toast. it. Uh, the cop even asked me, he's like, so which way were you coming from? I'm like, oh, I'm leaving work from, from Wellsville. Yeah. He's like, oh, you were going the other way because <laughs> my car had done a complete yeah. 180. You know, so. I passed you. 
I passed That's you. what I figured, because you, you texted my wife yeah. about uh, if I was, I was like, okay. Hey, all right. You yeah, didn't because, even stop. Well, because she was pulling up, uh, and it was in a horrible spot. There was it like, was. There was no place for well, me to stop. So I, I saw your wife there, and I figured, okay, he's... he's I, uh, I, crashed, I crashed my car. And I looted your house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that explains why all my scented candles were gone. Yeah. I, so. took, them, I took those first. Uh, I, I like my baths to be scented. Nice. So. Um, I crashed the car. Yeah. And then, like... I got out and I checked the damage and like five cars just drove right by like all in a row. No one stopped. I could say, yeah, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Finally, some lady did stop, but the cop was already there and she's like, Oh, do you guys need help? I'm like, the cop is here now. I mean, thanks for asking. Unless she was like, she knew the cop and she's like, Oh my gosh, that's Dave. It's a dirty cop. Um, (laughs) but it was, it was a very nice cop. Yes. But the, all the other people, I was like, I could be dead. Yeah. I mean, I was walking around. Yeah. I looked fine. Yeah. I wouldn't right. You froze to death, poor little guy. Nah, I'm a, I, I took a hot shower when You're I got okay. home. You're all right. Felt pretty okay. good. good. No good. internet, though, so... Yeah, that's rough. Uh, hey. We had we had trees and branches and stuff down, but we did not lose power or anything, so... I realized... No serious damage, so pretty good. I really don't want to die before June. Because? Because of the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. And I thought, like, that could have been it. And I, I don't know if this is a good thing to do or a bad thing to do. Yeah. As a person, this could be a bad person thing to do. Oh, Okay. If I die before Jurassic World, yeah. I want you to think about how much I would want to see that movie yeah. when you go see that movie. Oh, I won't see it if you're dead. Well, you should still go see it. No, nope, I'll never watch another dinosaur-related thing. No, that's not what I want your at memory. all. That's In not what fact, I want. no one watched no! dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, well, uh, moving into our bookmark segment, let me ask you this. Did uh-huh. you take advantage of that day off to get some reading done? Hmm. This is the segment where we talk about what we've been reading. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right you know no, i'm, I'm oh, gonna go first while you get yourself to together okay stuff. all right here's some things that i read uh-huh i read desperate hours by david mack uh-huh. the first of the star trek discovery books all right so this is a spinoff of desperate housewives yeah yep it was kind of a a mess it was more just like how can we get the characters from the original series to interact with them Whoa. so it, the whole book felt like a one big like trust fall you're gonna have to trust me spock so it was fine uh-huh. it was three stars this is the Discovery Solid. book. Discovery book. So like Spock and his Spock secret and like sister. Pike. Yeah. Cool. Secret sister. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I also read Frank Miller's Ronin. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Give me back my book. I appreciated, but it wasn't really. Give it for back me. to me. I'm not lending you any more comics. Really? Yeah. Just because I was okay with Frank Miller's no, Ronin. That was a two star review. Well, I didn't like it, but yeah. I in my review I said uh-huh. it's stylish, it's well done. It, it stylish, just is yeah. not to my taste. Yeah. So you've always had a problem with futuristic cyberpunk samurai stories yeah that's true <laughs> so, i know yeah. that's always been like a it always yeah that's hard. It's for hard you. for me to, like oh geez another that. cyberpunk samurai me, story so if you don't know this this is uh-huh. by frank miller who's probably at this point best known for racism dark dark night return yes that one but you kind of described the plot so what do you like about it uh i just thought it was real cool okay it was a real cool cyberpunk okay it's like, like real, <laughs> it's real cool, cool daddy <laughs> uh okay yeah it, like it's just and rolling and whatnot. <laughs> it, i just thought it was a cool cyberpunk story it felt like a uh in one of like the earlier animes that i had watched like akida yeah um, i can see that that's a cool action scene. i like the art his okay. art style worked well with that it did um it suited it 
I just thought it was cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't have this in our collection, but we will get you a copy, as always. Yeah. Eric. If you want it, we will Eric find a, a way. Eric has a copy in his collection. No, it, I have it now. I, you know, I have it back. It's going to be like a Mar- Marvel uh, 1602 situation. So it's already at my house. Yeah. So now you're still telling me you have it. And I'll it. pretend like I've kept it for years. Yeah. Uh, so I read those two things. Okay. I'm currently reading Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, boy. Which you love. It, mm. This is the rebirth. Uh, this is a graphic novel with one of Batman's former sidekicks. And I'm reading The Rising by S.M. Serling yeah. and uh, James Doohan. thought maybe you were like reading the lyrics booklet of, of, of Bruce Springsteen's The Rising. Springs Springs <laughs> Have you read S.M. Serling before? No. Pretty famous sci-fi author. Are you I familiar? know who he is. So you're familiar with yes. this stuff. No, I haven't read him. What is he... Like, what's his main work? Do you know? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I just see his name pop up yeah, a lot. Yeah, he is. He seems like He's one always of the, at the Barnes & Noble sci-fi section. One of the biggies. Yeah. So, this is fine. He's eight feet tall. Is he really? Full of muscle. This is weird. No, because no, you said he's a biggie. Oh, so yeah, he's eight like, feet tall. He's eight feet tall. Uh, another Oscar bit before we actually get to the Oscars. Okay. Uh, either Jodie Foster is very short. Yes. Or... Jennifer Lawrence grew another three feet. My wife said the same thing. I think Jodie Foster is very small. Yes. Uh, it, but it was funny because everybody was talking about that. Like, Jodie Foster is so small. And I turned, I'm like, I know you guys are seeing a very small Jodie Foster. But I'm seeing a very <laughs> aggressively tall. <laughs> a giant. Jennifer Lawrence. J-Law. Yes. J-Law is now okay. hungry. All right. Seems like the Emberverse is a big uh, S.M. Sterling. Yeah book series yeah the emberverse do you know what that is no oh, okay well i like the way you lied about it i didn't lie i just said yeah the just emberverse. i've got a i've got some things i'm lied. i'm ready to dig into okay when i'm finished with these mm-hmm. what about you uh all right so i'm halfway done with astrophysics for people in a hurry go isn't, ahead isn't that like a 50 page book ahead. yeah I was this is essentially like a yeah. pamphlet yeah the only one who's not in a hurry with this book is me <laughs> i did say yeah. that I said the only better, one not moving at a speed but... of light with this book is me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gravity must be real heavy where you're reading this book. Can't even turn the pages. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. These are all bits I imagine you doing in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I will. Okay. <laughs> so I'm halfway done with that. Hey, we got a lot of episodes ahead of us, man. And you're never going to finish this book. So I got to pace myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to finish the book. Okay. Um, and I started because the internet went out. And when the internet goes out in my house... I can't read my Marvel can't Unlimited do it. comics. Can't do it. So I so now when you're preparing for power out, you need to know where the flashlights are. Yeah, you need to have plenty of water. Uh huh. I need to make sure that you've downloaded the maximum of twelve yeah. Marvel comics. That's that's on it. your Marvel Unlimited app. Yeah, you can have twelve comics downloaded at a time. Yes, but only twelve, and you have to do it beforehand. This has been a, Those a are, safety uh, message. Yeah, from that's your read offline mode. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have it. Oh no, not a thing was there. Yeah. So I should just put a series that, like, in case of emergency, yeah. is there. You break glass. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically break yeah. the glass. We don't break anything. Yeah. But. Just punch my iPad. <laughs> oh, dang. Um, but so I started reading because my Kindle doesn't need the internet. No. If I, got, I ended up buying two new books for my Kindle. Wow. So I could get to them. One was the new uh, book three of the Expanse series. Oh, so yeah. So I can just read it. Mm-hmm. And one was book four of the Witcher series. So this is the time You've of been contempt. Burning through those Witcher books, haven't you? I was. I read like the first three very yeah. quickly, um, but I was like, "Oh, I gotta get back to the fourth one." So yeah. I read the first chapter because he writes his chapters just—they're very long, and sometimes you start reading dialogue, and you realize the dialogue is going to go on for the whole chapter. Yeah, which makes it hard to stop. It does. There's no ending point. Yeah, and I like it. 
It's just sometimes at night I'm like, oh, I'm getting tired, and they're still in the middle yeah. of the conversation about whether See, or not those, this person is the, the thing, thr- heir to the throne. Yes. The thing with those books is, like, you eventually have to be like, all right, I have to stop reading this yeah. right now. So you just stop in the middle. Yep. Then you pick it up, and you're like, what is happening? Yeah. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. That is a pet peeve of mine. So anyways, this is book four. Uh, well, technically, it's book two, because okay. the first two books were short story collections. So this is the second full novel. So after this, I've got three more books to go. Okay. I'll have finished the Witcher series. Wow. Uh, do you want to do any of your patented Witcher no. moments? No, I'm good. Okay. You listen to back episodes if you want. Yeah. Well, it's because you're probably going to talk north of Boston a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so you got a Boston accent. Yeah. You got a Witcher. Yeah. I know. Nothing? That's good. Okay. No, no, no. no. All it's right. Fine. It's all good. Man, you're, you're giving up a lot of your bits today. Hey, I'm just... All right. Um, and I want to make sure the number's right here. Me too. That's because important. Because I'm not sure I'm going to get it right how many of these I read. Okay. But I think I read five volumes of The Exiles. Boy. One, two, three, four. This yes. was before or after the power outage? This was a little both. Both. Before and after. Before and yeah. after. Okay. It's like the internet came on for about right. three hours at one block. I was like, I gotta read more Exiles! Yeah, you gotta get in there. So, guess what? We just found out who the time broker was. That's cool. Bunch of bugs. Ah, not really exciting. Kind no. of a disappoint, di- disappointment. That is a disappointment, so, for uh, sure, to yeah. all of our listeners. So I've just been reading The Exiles. You know what's rough? I don't know who to talk to talk about The Exiles with. You want me to get into The Exiles with you? Uh, I'll do it. Send maybe. it my way. Here's the thing. Okay, you can help me out with this. Okay. You know on my Goodreads, yeah. I mark all the books I read yep. on shelves. So mm-hmm. I got sci-fi and fantasy. But I yeah. also... to keep track of comic books i put the characters yep. in their own bookshelf so i yep. got a batman shelf and a superman shelf i have an x-men shelf yeah Uh-oh. do i put the exiles mm, in the x-men shelf tough. all the characters because this shows you this was before the avengers became marvel's more popular title so yeah. all the characters are x-men related but mm. they're just tra- traveling through yeah, time and space alternate realities that's they're not tough. dealing with x-men issues that is tough yeah as a librarian, I think I got to say no. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, I haven't put it in there. Yeah. So I've just got 11 volumes of Exiles yeah. down. Mm-hmm. So I've read a lot of them. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's uh, about 60 issues yeah. of Exiles. Wow. So that's a lot. Yeah. That's all I've been reading. Okay. I got to okay. finish The Witcher and I got to finish Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Okay. Anything on the horizon that you're I need to read Booked by Alexander Kwame. Kwame Alexander. Okay. Uh, he wrote Crossover, the okay. basketball poet book. And I also need to read The War I Finally Won. Hmm. No, that's the sequel. I need to read The War That Saved My Life. Okay. Oh, now I gave away the ending yeah, of the first one, the sequel. He's Darn fine. it. Yeah. I have to read, Shit. well, I not have to. I enjoy the Michael Connelly books, but we're doing Last Coyote uh-huh. once we finish up North of Boston, the book club. Right. And then we're going to draw what our next patron pick book is. So Ooh, I put a whole exciting. bunch of stuff in there. You did? Yeah, one of them was Exiles. Oh. All wow. eleven all the first eleven volumes. Interesting. Yeah. They'll hate it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. All right. Well that's it for Maybe the Maybe they'll bookmark. love it. Maybe like some of the, the older women in your book club would be like, oh, I've never I've never picked up anything you like think this. The Exiles is gonna be the thing. Yeah, they're like they went to a world novels. where the lizard turned everyone into lizards. Oh. Huh. It's and, a lot of lizard. Yeah, maybe they're into lizards. Maybe the lizard. I think that's the plot of The Amazing Spider-Man starring Andrew Garfield. If oh, I boy. Remind, if I'm right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to book news. Okay. You got anything exciting About that book you want to share? Anything uh, coming up? Books still okay. happening, people. All right. Good, good. Would you say books are happening? Yeah, I would say that. Would you say... The library is happening, yeah. like a happening place. The library is definitely a happening yeah. place. All right, well, I've got some advance notices for you, mm-hmm. so you can't get these today, but over the next couple of months, these will be coming your way. 
the Did you road mean to rhyme like that no it was weird oh it wasn't like it didn't feel like a, it was just it was like a messy poem hmm. so go ahead wow i could be on the bestseller list with that oh <laughs> <laughs> the road home by beverly lewis here's the funny thing about this i was trying to find this uh-huh and i could not find it i could not find it and then i realized i was putting in francine rivers for the author <laughs> <laughs> okay that's funny because they're very similar right I, I guess it'd be funny if i knew who francine rivers well, was Well, she's like beverly lewis <laughs> okay sure anyway i finally found it good the road home by beverly lewis yeah go on lena rose schwartz hadn't planned to leave her old order community in centerville michigan whoa that's where you're from it's nearby where i'm from yeah my stepsister lives in centerville shout out to jc Hey, JC. How you doing? How's it going? I think she's fine. How's Beverly Lewis? She's a nurse. She's got some kids. Yeah. Husband named Jason. They're doing quite You're well. Probably giving away too much information about Too much it. information. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry you about that. You can find her at... Sorry, Jace. 808 Maple Street. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Hey, that wasn't really her address, right? I, I just improv that, but what, no, if I I was, I what if I had gotten the address right? That would have been weird. Through improv. That would have been impressive. Yeah. Uh, but then she could not have foreseen the accident that made her and her siblings... Your sister? Orphans. No, no, no. This is a fictional character named Lena. Okay. JC's got nothing to do with it. After her parents' funeral, the younger, not JC, okay. Lena from the okay. book. Okay, Lena. Her younger brothers and sisters are farmed out to various nearby relatives. But when the deacon in charge of the arrangement tells her there aren't enough places for everyone, she agrees to go live with her father's second cousin and his family in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Oh, we're kind of near that. Uh, I think we're like six or eight hours away. Yeah. So <laughs> just about as far as we are from Centerville, Michigan. <laughs> anyway. So it's going to be a bit of a Amish fish out of Amish water tale there from Beverly Lewis. Yeah. Not Francine Rivers. You think coming your way. <laughs> and also... Okay, sorry, I was just thinking about it's not only an Amish fish, yeah. but it's in Amish waters. Yeah. And so now it's in like regular New York City waters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the good pilot <laughs> Peter Woodhouse by our good friend Alexander McCall Smith. Why mm. didn't we get him on the podcast? Uh, well, he disliked you. No, no, no. No, I mean your face. You're thinking. <laughs> we talked so we talked so much. We talked about Mad Men. Yeah. We talked about all sorts of TV we shows. We talked about Mad Men? Yeah, we did. Did you like Mad Men? Yeah, you liked Mad Men. That's hilarious. We were talking about all, all right. that kind of stuff. Talking about how no way that the election was going to turn a certain way, but then it did. So yeah. we were both wrong. Yeah. Anyway. About uh, Mad Men? Do you guys agree about no, Mad Men? No, we were right about Mad Men. Yeah. Okay. The Good Pilot, Peter Woodhouse by Mr. Alexander McCall Smith. Val was working as a land girl when the Americans arrived at the nearby airfield in 1944. Mike, a young American airman, came into her life soon after, and so too did Peter Woodhouse, a dog badly treated on a neighboring farm and taken in by her aunt. Well, I love that Peter Woodhouse is the dog. That's a copy sold a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you like I'm going to keep going. Dogs as the main character. Little persuasion was needed for Mike to take Peter Woodhouse to the airbase, and over time he became the mascot of the American squad, flying with them whenever their mosquitoes took to the skis. When their plane is shot down over Holland, both Mike and Peter Woodhouse are feared lost. Mm-hmm. But unknown to their loved ones at home, Mike and Peter Woodhouse survived the crash, taken in by the Dutch resistance, and with the help of the UB, a German officer, the pair to remain in hiding uh-huh. till the end of the war when okay. they are reunited with Val. When we follow, we then follow Val. This is too much, but I have to keep going. Val, Mike, and Peter Woodhouse as they rebuild life in England, and Ubi has as he returns to Germany at the end of the war and tries to build a new life for himself. His dream is to run a wall of death, a circus ring that pits motorcycles against gravity as they attempt to stay upright at an ever-increasing speed. Thank you for that. You didn't expect it to go with the wall of death yeah. motorcycle versus gravity. I didn't gravity. expect it to go f- until 
episode 134? Yeah. Which one are we recording now? 133? For a long time. Okay. This is kind of a new trend for him because right before this, he did My Italian Bulldozer. Yes. And before that, he just hold, had just a few like mm-hmm. non-series books. So he's doing some more standalones these days. Yeah. So I don't want to say that you inspired him to do that. I inspired him. You did? Well, no, I'm not saying I did. Well, did I think I? we all heard you say that you did. Hmm. That's weird. New from Fern Michaels, Men of the Sisterhood, number three. The Sisterhood, a group of women bound by friendship and a quest for justice. Now their male allies, the men of the Sisterhood, have formed a top-secret organization of their own with the same goal of helping the helpless and righting the wrongs of the world. That's a weird premise. Righting the wrongs of the world? Well, for heartless people like you, men of the Sisterhood. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, the men of the Sisterhood. Sure. If you're a Fern Michaels fan, though, that's coming soon. Here's a weird one. Okay, hit me. You know Joe Nesbo, who writes the... Uh, Snowman. Yeah, the Snowman movie a just snowman. came out there. Yeah, yes, that's part snowman. of his Harry Hole series, which is... <laughs> right. Okay. I I didn't like it the first one, but uh-huh. people do love them. This is not part of that series. This is his take on Macbeth. The Shakespeare play Macbeth. That's funny, because Fassbender... By William Shakespeare. Michael Fassbender was yeah. just in a Macbeth film. What? And he played... Harry Houdini, or whoever the character is. (laughs) Okay. Set in a dark, rainy northern town, Nesbo's Macbeth pits the ambitions of a corrupt policeman against loyal colleagues, a drug-depraved underworld, and the pull of childhood friendships. Get ready to helter-skelter through the darkest tunnels of human experience. He does know dark. Let me tell you that. Joe Mm. Nesbo knows dark. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's it for me for my advance notices. Any of those sound good to you? Yes. Do they really? No, I just want to encourage oh, reading. Oh. I love that the dog's name is Peter Woodhouse. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if I'll read yeah. that. The Macbeth one sounds kind of interesting. You want to read Shiloh? Bless you, Shiloh Jolie Pitt. No, the book Shiloh. Oh, the book Shiloh. You like it? The dog's name is Shiloh. Okay, maybe I'll read it. So, what about Old Yeller? No. Well, the dog's name is Old Yeller. No. Oh no, I can't. Well, Shiloh's kind of sad. Be sad. Are you? Oh, I are you allergic sad. to something? I've been having a lot of allergies lately. Am I bringing my guinea pig to work with me? I or think something? you are. Yeah. I, you're. Have we determined yet if you're allergic to the guinea pig or the hay that the guinea pig feasts upon? Guinea pig. Not the hay. I don't think so. I think it's guinea pig dander. I don't think she has dander. Well. All right. I'm going to run a test. I'm going to just bring in a bunch of hay (laughs) and fill your office with it. And we're going to see if you have a hay fever. Yeah. Not a hay fever. A hay sneezer? (laughs) (laughs) Do people say sneezer? Maybe. I guess if you're accusing somebody. Yeah. So Let's take a look at the New York Times bestseller list. This is the hardcover young adult fiction. We yeah. haven't been to this list in a while. No. And the nonfiction list hasn't changed in forever. Mm-mm. But in a way, neither has young adult. But if it's been four weeks since we've done this, we'll see uh, some new stuff. Anyway. Okay. That'll be fun. Number 10 on the young adult hardcover fiction, The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. Some would say that's the worst mm. kind of prince. Holly Black wrote uh, The Spiderwick Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Those are solid. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. She writes a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. She's very... Uh, productive with her writing oh good for her yeah uh she doesn't need that from you she doesn't need to be pandered <laughs> uh number nine before i let go by marik uh Nijkamp. Corey returns to lost creek alaska to learn more about the death of her best friend kyra so this is by the same person who wrote looking for alaska no not looking for i i did the gun yeah the the finger guns and yeah. you thought looking for Alaska? No, I don't know why you. I don't know why you. I were, was doing the uh, 
this is where it ends. Ah, uh, okay. The one about the school shooting. The school Jeez. shooting. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Looking for Alaska. <laughs> no, that's John Green. Okay. All right. He wrote Turtles All the Way Down. Yes, I know he did. All right. Uh, number eight, The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. I don't know anything about it. Alice must go. Oh, not. I hope it's not uh, Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Alice must go to her de- uh, deceased grandmother's estate to rescue her mother. Her grandmother's estate is called Wonderland. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I always called it Wonderland as a child. She you're, raised rabbits. You're probably right. Oh, my gosh. Um, number seven, Batman Nightwalker by Marie Lu. You haven't read this yet, right? No, I picked it up. I'm, I didn't really... Bruce Wayne takes on a, gig, a gang called the Nightwalkers who prey on Gotham City's elite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to care about Gotham City's elite. True. That's true. So, so would you say that at this point in his career, Bruce Wayne is just working on his night moves? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did, yes, Thank I you. would. Okay, good. Um, working on those awkward teenage blues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we just do this last week about something? Yeah, it's called the callback. You ruined it. Oh, sorry. Um, how come... The bad guys, the rogues of Gotham City. Yeah. Like, why doesn't Penguin just go to, like, Jersey? Just go somewhere else. Yeah. Cause trouble. Yeah. I don't know. They probably have roots set down. You think so? A lot so? of family history in the area. It just and... seems like Scarecrow isn't so much obsessed gotta, like, with Batman. You gotta as... change your license and stuff. Oh, yeah. Not... You think Jonathan You think Jonathan Crane is concerned about having to update his license? If he doesn't want a ticket. Was... All right. Yeah. Uh, what was it I just watched? It doesn't matter, but... It was something stupid where, like, the superhero name was on the license. Hmm. It was silly. Batman and Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, This is Where It Ends by, oh, well, I could have just scrolled up by uh, Marie Nishkamp. So she, her first book is higher up than her new book. Is that how you would want things to play out? No, probably not. Yeah. Number five, Thunderhead by Neil Shusterman. Number four, Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Okay. If you don't stop hitting the table, I'm going to throw the table out the window, and then no one gets a table. <laughs> uh, number three, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. This has been here forever. Yeah, well, 35 weeks. Yeah, we got a regular nightingale yeah. on our hands. Number two, <laughs> I just get, yeah, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green, and number one, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Yep. Perennial favorites. Yeah. Perennial keep popping up you're just saying a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense are you are you doing okay is that cold getting to you i'm fine all right all right let's go to hardcover adult fiction let's go there okay uh number 10 agent in place by mark greeny this is the seventh book in the gray men series oh yeah i read one of those and i really liked it court gentry gets the chance to end a brutal dictatorship oh is court his first name yeah I was thinking like it was a court. Like no. this is court gentry. Court gentry. Oh, gentry. Uh, would you say when he stops a crime, it's been gentrified? No. Oh. No. Is that the phrase? Do you remember the name of the book that I read? Because you had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's backblast. Backblast. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Because yeah. a backblast is a fart. Yeah. I could use the term backblast for the escape fartist. Yeah. And it would work. It would. It'd be fine. You're right. Uh, so how many of these gray man books have you read? I've only read the one. Okay. Yeah. I plan to read more though. Okay. It moved. It was good. It moved? Yeah. It just was like a really kind of a fast paced yeah. thriller. What time of day were those, those moves? Uh, I think it was at night. <gasps> <laughs> Number nine, Origin by Dan Brown. Uh, we just had somebody comment. That's true. Uh, Claudia. 
Claudia yeah. just commented on uh, on us talking about Origins some more, and she said it reads basically the same as they all have. Sure. So um, now hey, we know. You haven't this read point. this yet. No? You've read all f- the first yeah, I four? Have. And I've seen the movies. And is that... Do you see that sign like there? Like by the third book, you're like, oh, this is the same as all the other books. Oh, it didn't take that long. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've also read... Uh, Deception Point oh, right. and Digital Fortress and Deception Point mm-hmm. really is in that mold. Okay. I mean, like really a lot. Mm-hmm. So they're very similar. Uh, number eight, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Yeah, what happened? What? What happened? Before We Were Yours? Yeah. Well, it's the questionable practices of a Tennessee orphanage. I see. Okay. Yeah. Bad news is what I'm Definitely getting Definitely Number seven, bears. Look For Me by Lisa Gardner. Number six, Little Fires Everywhere by yeah. Celeste NG. Was that you reacting to Little Fires Everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not outright panic. They're little fires. Yeah, but they're everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> Number five, Still Me, Jojo Moyes. So, you know what? Every every dime, I, every morning, I wake up and I look in the mirror and I go, Still Me. Yeah. Can I ask why you first said every dime? <laughs> you may not. That doesn't make any sense. No comment. Okay. So... You're just never afraid you're going to wake up in somebody else's body, have one of those outer body movie experiences. Every dime. <laughs> so stupid. I hope you wake up as Jamie Lee Curtis tomorrow. <laughs> it serve you right. Oh, man. I'd have to eat a lot of Activia yogurt. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't remember those. It's fine. No. She did a lot of Activia commercials back okay. in the day. Yeah. You'd have to be in the new Halloween film they're doing. Pass. I'll just stick with the yogurt. <laughs> okay. Um, if you woke up in anybody's body i guess but for the sake of con- continuity we're gonna stick with you woke up you're jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis do you tell people that you're nick gunning trapped in jamie lee curtis or do you pretend to still be jamie lee curtis while trying to figure it out secretly is she gonna like wreck my- is she in my body is she gonna like wreck my life <laughs> she is yeah no she woke up in <laughs> jamie your body lee curtis is yeah i don't know yeah you think she she'd wake up she wouldn't have to look in the mirror she'd be like oh yeah all this hurts yeah oh everything hurts yeah I need my Activia yogurt. Yeah. What's holding me together? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why are there so many lines? I would, what I would do is I would come to the David A. Howell Public Library to read from my children's books uh-huh. and be like, it was Nick Gunning alone who got me here. And then I'd everybody would look good. Jamie Lee Curtis right. would look good. I'd look great sure. for luring Jamie Lee Curtis here. You probably don't use purpose. the term luring. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So, yep. Number four, An American Marriage by... Uh, Terry Jones. Yeah. How's your American marriage going? It's good. That's good. It's good. Though my wife has dual citizenship. Yeah. So. Yeah. Borderline. Yeah. Learned that after we talked about this the last time. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't. I guess I sort of knew. You've been married for how long? Uh, a long time. 10 years? Almost 12. Almost 12 years. Yeah. And you've. No, I last knew. Last week it's just found out she's no, a dual it's citizen. it's just one of those things where America doesn't care. And Canada recognizes dual citizenship. But America's like, no, that's not a thing. So. Okay. So Canada is like wants your wife's citizenship yeah yeah and america's like so does the usa they're just like well we don't care if you think you're canadian too you're not okay so huh usa that's that's also what they say yeah they say that too (laughs) and they say these colors don't run and it just becomes a whole thing (laughs) so um number three the woman in the window by aj finn Mm -hmm. that's staying strong yeah eight weeks on the list has it bounced back up because Maybe. It was number one, and then I feel like it crept down a bit. But yeah. Well, some anyway. people knocked it, knocked it down. Uh-oh. Some, uh, out of the window? Some heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah. Knocked the woman right out of the window. <laughs> and then, yeah. Pills. The, wo- 
The woman in Kevin Tent was like, was that a body? <laughs> was that a body that just went by my window? That's exactly. That's exactly. I love yeah. a good crossover. Yeah. So and great. the girl on the train was just passing by. Like, <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Yep. Gone Girl was just like, I'm minding my own business. Yeah. She's just right this. I didn't see nothing. Crazy. Yeah. Somebody find me Neil Patrick Harris to torture. Uh, number two, 50-50. Do you know who this is by? James Patterson. James Patterson. My wife likes these series. And Candace Fox. Yeah. Uh, not Candace Cameron. Yeah, I think it is Candace Cameron. You think Candace Cameron is writing this with James yeah, Patterson? Yeah, I think she is. Like in between Fuller House seasons. Yeah. Hey, I think I might get into Fuller House. Okay. I don't mean get into it like I'm going to study the lore and write fan fiction, but I'm probably mm. just going to sit on my couch and watch... Well, Fuller House, because I know what it is, and I think I might want that at the moment. You you want that? That just fluff, no, no thought, entertainment. Okay. Just sit there and be like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> kind of sounds like you're harshing on. <laughs> well, isn't it just kind of a dumb Full House show? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just Full House, right? Full House so. wasn't known as the brainy sitcom. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Remember that time they lost Comet? Oh my gosh! Jeez, oh, find yeah. him. Uh, remember how Comet. And his children, and probably his grandchildren at this point are gone. Yeah. They've aged out. Yeah, they have. Because he was a golden retriever. Yeah. They don't live too long. 12 no. years at the most, I think. Mm-hmm. I think a 12-year-old golden retriever. Oh, you know what I just realized? What? Uh, not just, but uh, two of my dogs yeah. are in the senior category. Uh-oh. So I was just because I was just looking up health stuff Uh-oh. about them. I was like, so oh. they are they way into like water aerobics now? Yes. Yeah. Way into water aerobics. Uh, iffy politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crossword puzzles. We were watching the nine. Yeah, n- during the ninetieth, because it was the ninetieth Oscars. They had a lot of stuff to talk about. Like you know, thirties. We're joking about that, but I wouldn't mind doing some water aerobics and really and yeah. some crossword puzzles. Yeah. Okay. Sounds kind of relaxing. Just a regular puzzle. Yeah. Me and my wife used to watch Next Generation while making puzzles. Make. Like, like, well, not making puzzles. <laughs> not like cutting them up. And stuff. I have created a puzzle. <laughs> no, we'd get a bot. We get like a thousand. Yeah, I understand the puzzles. concept of doing a puzzle. Yeah, we were doing a puzzle okay. while watching Next Gen. Okay. That what? seems like an old thing to Why do. Why did you stop? Uh, Keep it up. We moved and our kitchen table's no longer that close to our... Isn't in the same room as our... Mm-hmm. We were in an apartment mm-hmm. where you could just turn the TV. I see. So, um, Now that she heard that, though, she's going to like, let's get back yeah, into she's puzzles. Yeah, she's going to want to puzzle. Here's kind of why I had to stop it. She used to want to... She used to try to convince me we should frame our puzzles. Oh, I was like, no, thank gross. you. Yeah. Did she get super competitive? It's like, I'm going to finish this puzzle before you. No, I think, yeah, I think she kept her competitiveness there. Okay. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to finish this puzzle. I'm going to finish this episode before mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. It's like, but it's... Wait, is she competitive? I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 50-50, Detective Harriet Blue tries to clear her brother's name and save a small Australian town from being massacred. Yeah, look out. Jeez. Look out. All right, number one, The Great Alone by Kristen Henna, mm-hmm. former president, uh, prisoner, I said former president yeah, for a did. second. Former president Jimmy Carter heads to Alaska. <laughs> Jeez. I believe I have to get myself some thicker curtains. <laughs> Man, you would totally read a Jimmy Carter goes to Alaska book. Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah. Who's my name? Bill. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> Stop that Tom Catton around. <laughs> I can't do a Bill Clinton impression, th- so I can't. <laughs> I don't think Jimmy Carter could make the flight. To Alaska? Can he drive? It's a lot. I think they drive. They drive to Alaska. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's a picture of a road. So it's when he lot. moves his family to Alaska where they face tough conditions, mm-hmm. um, what can what conditions are tough that maybe they weren't expecting? Because I don't understand. Of course, it's a it's Alaska. It's isolated. It's an isolated place. Yeah. Maybe they get there. And, I think I Alaska know. has its challenges, Eric. You think they get there and like, oh, the Wi-Fi is not great. Yeah. This is going to be We're a tough We're so far challenge. away from Chicago. <laughs> 
how will we go to Broadway in Chicago now? <laughs> yeah. What if the whole story leads up to them creating Broadway in Alaska? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Hamilton's Alaska. Yeah. In Alaska. <laughs> yep. You'd go to Alaska for a whale, yeah. a whale, a boat. What do you call them? A whale sighting. Okay. Right? What do you call them? Aren't those bad? Whale sighting. Aren't those technically like not good for the whales? I don't know much about it. Yeah. Well, you learned a little bit from uh, north of Boston. I sure did. Yeah. All right. That's it. That was number one. Oh, that was Kristen it. Kristen Hanna. Okay. Uh, and if the Nightingale has is proof, okay. Kristen Hanna is going to be on this list for about three more years. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll stay there for a long time. You never read the Nightingale. I did. Oh. Yeah, we did it for a book club. Okay. Talked about it extensively last week, so. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. You you bring was, other strengths. Was to I the on table. this episode? You were. Yeah. You were there. I think you asked me during last week's episode if I'd read the Nightingale. <laughs> so <laughs> you're uh, not doing well. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm making puzzles while watching my old syndicated sci-fi yeah. shows. Well, I think that means it's time for our Oscar spotlight. Nick and Eric. Well, the Oscars for this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, this whole weekend. I actually saw a good portion of these this year. I saw most of the best pictures. Mm-hmm. There were some of the like best actors and things where I didn't see those movies. Mm-hmm. Some movies I hadn't heard of. Is that true? No one saw uh, Blade Runner. Is that correct? No one saw that? Listen, Blade Runner made more money than the type of movie Blade Runner was okay. should have made okay. but it cost too much money i see it cost it didn't ma- it's a bomb it's a bomb but it did if it had cost like 70 million dollars we'd be talking about how it was like a small hit okay so uh, more you... people than expected saw it let me ask you this do uh-huh. you have a favorite of the like oscar buzzy movies doesn't that just have to be best picture you know things that were sort of in contention so like logan you can say logan yeah, yeah. what's your second oh uh, did Logan get a sequel this year? No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Dunkirk. Yeah, I was. Dunkirk say, was a big old ball of stress. I was going to say Dunkirk too. I feel like that's kind of the dark horse. I keep like forgetting that it's in there. Yeah, Dunkirk, Get Out. Mm-hmm. I liked Lady Bird more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's and Shape really of Water. Li- I really like The Darkest Hour. I know that wasn't really your jam. Yeah, but I like Darkest Hour. Shape of Water and Three Billboards were good. So that's that's I don't understand the three billboards. Mm-hmm. I just really didn't like it. Oh. Like I just thought it just didn't. I didn't get it. Hmm. What did you like about it? Uh, I just thought it was interesting character pieces. Okay. Uh, I guess it would be like the same reason you go to see. I don't know. I like Sam Rockwell, and I thought it was yeah, a different like performance than him. Yeah, definitely. it was just it was just interesting. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's a good. Cast. I don't like the plot. Just, it's too dark for me. Yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, the plot, and I thought a lot of like people's motivations and where things go. I I don't know. I was. Uh, I guess it. Just, I guess I was expecting to love it based on yeah. all of it, and kind of went into it with that. And then was like, oh my gosh. I guess I just kind of took away that uh, hate, hate, and anger doesn't get you anywhere. Okay. And it's only when you like try the alternatives that things start to work out, even at all. Okay. So, is there? Do you have a favorite? Like a, a least favorite, sorry. Oh, least favorite? Yeah. <sighs> uh, look, I might say The Post. Okay. And here's why. Because for me, The Post and The Darkest Hour have like the same issues for me. But the thing with The Post is I spent the lead up to The Post defending Steven Spielberg to some people mm-hmm. about how he's still good and everything. And then The Post came out 
And it was just real boring. I see. I really like the post, but mm. I get it. Yeah. And I feel like it was a very straightforward movie. Right. I thought the the Meryl Streep's character and her performance, I thought were real standouts. Yeah. And how they handled that situation, I thought was really elegant and not super mm. heavy handed, but like did some interesting things with it. So uh, I'll defend the post. It's it's hard for me to watch something like the post and see what it's like. Mo mo. It's like. Its main thesis is about, like, its end. Meryl Streep says something about newspapers at the end that's supposed to be very, like, encouraging and uplifting. And then it's like, oh, so Spielberg just skipped 2016 and 2016. He's he's been out since 2010. Right. Um, And so it's just kind of like, well, sure, in whatever make-believe universe you think this is going to be now, uh, it's just frustrating. Okay. So I think the post makes me mad, but not because of any of the performances or anything. Mm -hmm. I just want Spielberg to make, like, I like Lincoln. That's not like a genre thing, but I feel like after Lincoln with uh, Bridge of Spies and now the post, it's like, look, you can do history. Just don't do like boring history. I don't know. Yeah. I get it. I just want Ready Player One to be a good movie, man. Yeah. Yeah, so. sort of a back to his roots kind of a situation. Kind there. of, yeah. But who who wrote that? Uh, Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein. Yeah. Okay, so that's coming out this year soon. Right? Yeah, yeah. What is it? April? Uh, no, it comes out this month. Oh, March. end of this, this month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so it's quicker than I thought. It's a busy month. This I uh, got to get to reading this month. <laughs> well, let's take a look at some of the awards. So let's look at uh, first actor in a supporting role. Yeah. So I thought this was a pretty strong category. I didn't see all the money in the world with Christopher Plummer, but I'm mm-hmm. always a Christopher Plummer fan. Uh, I love you know Richard. Who, else is? who? Christopher, Christopher Plummer. <laughs> right. Right. I love Richard Jenkins. Pretty much in anything he's done, I thought he's been. Really what else strong. is he been in that you like him in? Uh, the Visitor is great. Huh? That's probably my favorite of his. Okay. He's he's I mean, he's in Burn After Reading. He, he just kind of one of those guys who shows up and is just solid, right. And intriguing and sort of elevates. Whatever oh, you know he's what? In, I feel like I think he was in a uh, Cabin in the Woods. I oh, think okay. he was pretty funny in that. Okay. Um, Yes, if he if uh, Richard Jenkins from The Shape of Water had won, I would have been okay with that. Yeah, because he was very good in that. Well, the ultimate winner was of course Sam Rockwell. Yes. three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Seemed like he was always the favorite going into that. Yeah, I like. I mean, I liked him. He did a good performance. He played a pretty unlikable character. Yeah. and still made him. I wouldn't say made him likable. No. Even at the end, I wouldn't say he's likable. But I think you feel like the frustration like he's just not he's just not built yeah. for what he needs to be yeah and so he's like struggling against it and at the end he's like look this is the best i can do yeah i'm a terrible person yeah but this is the most amount of good that i'm it capable seems of like it co- sort of comes down to just like in the grand scheme of things that character is just not good enough but right you know he has he has a level that he's willing to go to yeah i'll tell you the clip of willem dafoe in the florida project maybe you wanted to watch the, the florida project yeah so I got to check that out. Yeah. Um, but I like Sam Rockwell. I think Sam Rockwell is good in everything he's in. Mm-hmm. So that's just... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Whether it be uh, Galaxy Quest, mm-hmm. uh, Moon, yeah. or Ninja Turtles. Is he a Ninja Turtles? He's in the first one. Oh, he's one Sammy. of the gang members. Wow. That's, yeah, he's very Oh, young. the really old Ninja Turtles. Yes, yes the I first Ninja now. Turtles. I remember so. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. There you go. You know what he's also really good in? Uh, Matchstick Men. Yeah. Nick Cage. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That's like a pre-crazy Nick Cage. Oh, wow. He's very, he's very good. Ancient times. Uh, makeup and hairstyling went to Darkest Hour. Cool. Which, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. They made uh, 
What's his name? Gary Oldman. Yeah. They made Gary Oldman look like a Mike Myers character. Congratulations. So. You now have the same award that Suicide Squad has. That's true. Jeez. Costume design going to Phantom Threads, Mark Bridges. That makes sense, considering Here, what I Phantom had guessed, Thread is about. I had guessed Beauty and the Beast was going to win this and something else because it was very much a musical. Yeah. And I know musicals tend to win yeah. these categories, but I guess I was wrong. I feel like, and I felt like a little little about this with the Blade Runner mm-hmm. wins, but like with Beauty and the Beast and that, it's like they're just wearing exactly what they wore right. in the cartoon. Sure. So yeah. like they looked good, yeah. but like it's been done. Yeah. So. Yep. But yeah. I mean, Phantom Thread is all about a tailor making yeah. great outfits. Yeah. So yep. very meticulous. So that made sense yeah. to me. I thought. Uh, documentary feature Icarus Icarus yes uh, we uh, no we don't have any of these yet they're not all on DVD which is the problem so we're gonna get them do you think them. that we could get Roger on trying to figure out the difference between sound mixing and sound editing I don't think we could get Roger on anything okay so but all you right. can try he's no. technically supposed to be sound editing every no. episode I wish we could get Roger on the wagon am I right is it on <laughs> or off I never yeah. know well I don't know okay as a senior intern I think it's his prerogative whether well, how he wants to live the rest of his life. <laughs> Both sound mixing and sound editing went to Dunkirk. And, yeah. you know, the sound yeah. in that is actually pretty noticeable. Yeah, it's I scary. Mean, it is. Yeah, it, it really so. adds a level. Of, Man, they uh, kept showing clips from that movie, and they show that scene where all the guys are in the boat, yeah. and the boat's just filling with water. Yeah. I was like, ah. I know. I know. And, like, the bullets, I just, yeah, yeah. it was too much. Um, yeah, I had also guessed Star Wars would win this, but then I was like, oh, of course Star Wars so, isn't going to win this because Star Wars has had its sound set since 77. Yeah, you can buy a CD with all those. Yeah. Uh, uh, one correction, you can't actually buy CDs anymore, but you can <laughs> buy all those sounds. Sure, you can stream them. You can stream them, yeah. yeah. Production design, this was kind of a tight race, I thought. So the nominees were Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Yeah. I feel like Shape of Water... Is a good win for that. Shape of Water is weird to me. One, because it seems like it's more of a B yeah. sci-fi monster movie than the Academy realizes. Yeah. And so when you see production design, I'm like, well, why is the Shape of Water get a production design, but like every other single sci-fi movie that has done this yeah. doesn't? Because like, well, it I think it's seem more... like it's designed. I feel like maybe her apartment. Yeah. The the main character's apartment's yeah. more like unique well, i thought that it's i thought that it's look yeah whether you're in the diner or you're in the facility yeah. or you're in the apartments or you're in the movie theater it was all very cohesive like yes. things really looked like they belonged in yeah. that world when i saw production design for dunkirk i'm like i mean it was it was a beach right they filmed at a beach <laughs> yeah yeah so. yeah that's a little trickier yeah. i did it's a good looking movie though dunkirk, okay. i'll tell you that my wife and i got in a conversation about this after because i liked shape of water a lot more than she did mm-hmm. and what we sort of settled on was that it felt both of us felt like there was kind of a tone issue there mm-hmm. because you look at the trailers and a lot of the elements of shape of water make it seem like more of a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And then some of the, some of the movies just very like serious and yeah. real and doesn't feel like that sort of ethereal thing. Pan's labyrinth is like that. Is it? Oh yeah. Okay. So I guess that's just a Del Toro. Uh, foreign language film. A fantastic woman. A fantastic woman. Yeah. yeah, I actually was interested in. I think all of these looked cool to me. Uh, we have the square Do in we? our collection. We just added it like last week. What is that about? Uh, museum and its director start to have like an existential crisis oh. and try to like up it. Hmm. I guess it's supposed to be kind of a satire. I believe. Interesting. So yes, we got that, and the rest have been waiting to come out so we can get them. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, let's move to actress in a supporting role. Mm -hmm. So this was a pretty packed category, I thought. Uh, Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water, Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread, Allison Janney in I, Tanya, and Mary J. Blige in Mudbound. Mm -hmm. Did you have thoughts on this one leading into it? I thought it was going to be Laurie Metcalf. She was, I think, I think the thing with her performance in Lady Bird mm -hmm. uh, is she's so understated. You know, mm -hmm. there's just so much going on, and she's able to, like, convey that with yeah. little, which is I a will lot say, more challenging, I think, than being a, a bigger, like, more brash character like Allison Janney's in uh, right. I Tony. You're not to take anything away from her. I just think, like, that's the difference. Right. You know? Um, I don't know if I'd say Laurie Metcalf's character becomes a likable no for me i never was like oh i like her now no but so. you i think you understand that kind of person fully Maybe, because yeah. of her performance i was really impressed with leslie manville and phantom thread too you hmm. know i thought she really sold it mm -hmm. I, I would have been happy with just about any wins on here hmm. and i mean i've been an allison janney fan since the west wing days so oh sh good for her sure uh i don't like the show mom that uh -huh. she's currently on but right. west wing Okay. Solid. Animated short film, Dear Basketball. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you watch these things. Like, where, Some you... theaters will sh just show them all like as, together. One, as one ticket. I would totally do that. <laughs> yeah. I wish that was easier. Yeah. It's such a challenge to like think... try to see these things. Yeah, I think you'd have to go to Buffalo. Uh, I'll go. I accept your invitation. Okay. Animated feature film, Coco. I don't know how the boss baby got on this ballot. Yeah. I don't know how that was allowed. Yeah. Uh I guess we just didn't have a lot of good animated films out Apparently. this year, Apparently which is not. true. Yeah. But I didn't hear like hardly anything about Ferdinand. I don't know what the breadwinner is. Uh, Loving Vincent sounded really interesting because it's all painted. Yeah. You know? Ferdinand actually got more. It, it didn't really like kick off well, but it yeah. stayed strong even during like Star Wars and Jumanji. Mm -hmm. So I think Ferdinand is liked. Okay. Um, but I think it's still like an under the radar kind of thing. It's long. Is it? I See, for me, like, when I'm thinking about taking my son to something, mm -hmm. it's like, is it over 90 minutes? Then that's going to be pushing it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of the, like, kids' movies are really, really pushing that boundary yeah. constantly. Coco? You just recently saw Coco. Yeah. It's, I betrayed you by seeing Coco with uh, that's okay. Bo. I'm used to... Uh, as listeners will recall. Betrayal. Are you? I don't know. Something. No, oh. I guess it depends on the betrayer. Yeah. From you? Yeah. I'd say it's a 70-30 mix of not betraying. You. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the 70s, okay. not betrayal. Right. <laughs> well, I'd push it up a little bit, but okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, you think you're at 80% of non betrayal? Yeah. 80 to 90, 95. Mm -hmm. We got to figure out the 5 to 10% of times you betrayed me. Yeah. I, think it's, I, I can think only it's think just, of Coco. I think it's just Coco. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess that was a test to see how many times you think you betrayed me. Oh. Uh, yeah, I liked Coco. Coco, I was, I was sitting there watching it and I'm like, I know some people have said this is sad, but I think I can get through this make it. and then all the i'm just like oh yeah this is fine and then at the end it's just Hit punch you. punch right in the heart right in i was the like face. come on coco oh, i was doing okay. so fine yeah uh yeah how I, do you rank it with pixar movies oh i don't know i do think out of its recent stuff i wish they did more stuff like coco than mm -hmm. cars 3 right um i think it's really good i thought uh its whole visual for the land of the dead was great mm -hmm. um Beetlejuice cartoon Compared ever, to the Beetlejuice did you ever cartoon, think it looked like the Beetlejuice cartoon because that. I guess at times, it made yeah, me think of that a lot. That would be funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, I liked it. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's as good as Inside Out, but it's good. It's your fan. Yeah, I like Coco. Yeah, um, and the visual effects. I disagreed yeah. with the Boring. winner. Boring. Boring. Yeah.
Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. You know, I don't understand I because like they those... showed like clips of it and it's just like, yeah. look, we make it a woman. She's there. Yeah. And then she disappears because yeah. she's a hologram. I'm like, we've been doing that forever. I like those visual effects the first time I saw them when it was called Blade Runner. Oh, ho, ho. So. Um, I would have given it to War for the Planet of the Apes. I would too. Because yes, that whole movie, you could tell me that the whole movie had actual apes who had yep. learned to act, who had studied at Juilliard. Yep. I. It's insane that I, you can have a character like Caesar yeah. from the those Apes movies and not be like, that's great special yeah, effects. It's perfect. I know. So those are great. I care so much about Caesar, the character in yeah. those movies, yeah. than like anybody. Ah, uh, yeah, I agree. It's crazy. And it's weird that we live in a world where you can say Oscar nominated Kong, Skull Island. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's a big guy. Yeah. I mean, they had sometimes it's like, yes, that movie did have special effects. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I don't know if I would have It's I mean, Kong. to me, it just seems like it's silly to even have it in there. Yeah. You know, do they, I mean, do they have to do this number for these? Five? Like if it's five. Well, they didn't for the makeup. That's true. I guess sometimes this is how, this is them like throwing like, here you go, geeks. Yeah. Here's a bone. Yeah. Because everybody loved Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Here's all the, uh, look, we put Guardians of the Galaxy. Now you can shut up. Yeah. So. Film editing went to Dunkirk. Film editing, sure. Yep. Documentary short subject. Heaven is a track of jam on the 405. Heaven is also a place on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know what this worth, but <laughs> we could make Heaven a place on Earth. I agree. Live action short film. Mm-hmm. Silent Which Child. Silent Child. Yes. Yeah. She's okay, adapted screenplay. So let's talk about these for a minute because mm-hmm. most of these are adapted from books. Yeah. I like with, the, with Logan mm-hmm. how they it was like... You know, the other ones were like, based on this book, based on this book. And they were like, based on characters created by Len Wine. And, you know, because yeah. it's not any specific thing. Yeah. But. Didn't they say John Romita Sr.? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I tried to have, I, in my head, I was like, is that correct? Yeah. I, I couldn't remember. I didn't look it up. Yeah. I don't know either. But I you want to talk a little bit Joe about Logan? Crockham. Hmm? Do you want to talk a little bit about Logan? Getting getting an app? For adaptive screenplay? Yeah. Uh, nice. Thank I you. Think that's kind of a big deal. Thank you, Oscars, for that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I that's another it's just one of those like um like Patrick Stewart's performance in that. Yeah. You put that in anything else in any of their precious little genre oh, non-genre boy. films. Take if that. You could you could say this movie is about the first person to ever be diagnosed with Alzheimer's yeah. and Patrick Stewart gives the exact same performance in that he gets nominated. I agree. You put him in Logan and it, instead of Alzheimer's it's you know is psychic yeah. uh I'm with you. Issue and people like, eh, yeah. but it's sci-fi. It doesn't matter yeah. thing. It's like, well, that's fine. I would have swapped him for Woody Harrelson. Yeah. No question. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I just think Logan is a good movie. And I'm, I'm going to, I'll stand by that. Like, this isn't me just being like, oh, I want my, like, I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy or Spider-Man Homecoming or, you know, should mm-hmm. be nominated. But I felt like Logan was just a really, really good, strong film with a lot of heart uh and i felt like you got a lot more emotional performances and uh poignant issues in that than i don't know well i think it's great that it's nominated you know that could that could be the start of a little more recognition for maybe genre. yeah maybe you seem unhappy with well them. let's just let's take a look at the other adapted I won't screenplays complain then. about them anymore yeah call me by your name that's a young adult book is it i believe yes um, um 2007 
novel by American writer Andre Achman about a love affair between an intellectually precocious 17-year-old American-Italian Jewish boy and a 24-year-old American Jewish scholar in 1980s Italy. The novel novel chronicles their summer romance and the 20 years that follow. Oh, I think the movie is not the 20 years. Um, Oh, I guess I thought it was. It's possible. There's no way on earth. That should be... uh, Best special effects. There's no way you're going to convince me that Army <laughs> Hammer is in his 20s. Yeah, 24, so, apparently. Yeah, nice, nice try. Yeah. Um, uh, we have Molly's game. Even that kid. Even that kid is hard to look at. And like, 17? Oh, he looks like a teenager to me. No, I no, I don't think he looks older. I think yeah. you could tell me he's like 15 yeah. or 14. Yeah, he definitely looks yeah. young. He looked young in Lady Bird. Yeah. Him and like Tom Holland yeah. both look like they're going to be 14 <laughs> forever. <laughs> do. Um, the Disaster Artist, yeah. which is based off of a book. Mm-hmm. Um, Molly's Game was written for the screen by uh, Aaron Sorkin. Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. He's That's never, right. never directed it's before. It's weird. He didn't really... That didn't get any no. love. And they love Aaron Sorkin. This sounds like such an interesting... The plot of the book is, it recounts her adventures running an exclusive, high-stakes, private poker game catering to such clients as Hollywood royalty like Leonardo DiCaprio and Ben Affleck. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I have no clue. I've only heard of Mudbound... I believe because of this, these ballots. Mud Mudbound is an actual novel by Hillary Jordan. It's right. been translated into a million languages. Yeah. Uh, did pretty Oops. well when it came out. This was the, this was a two thousand eight book. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's ten years old at this point. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, apparently, there's a sequel in the works called Fatherlands. Oh. So if you're interested in that, I'm not sure if we have this in our collection or not. But it's definitely right. one we should have okay. and could get. So original screenplay, as I said, went to Get Out, but also nominated was The Big Sick. Lady Bird, Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I don't think it should have gone to Three Billboards because I think what makes that... Screenplay? Right. I think what makes that movie good is the performances. Oh, yeah. And I don't... Whereas I think Get Out, you could read it on paper. Yeah. And it would just read... A a lot of the things I thought, like the performances and everything, I thought, well, it's not the actor that's at fault here. It's like some of the writing and some of the dialogue is... Um, I thought the I thought the script was the weak yeah. part about that. And I also think Lady Bird was is better on screen than probably it is on paper. Could be. Um so there you go. Cinematography goes to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So people saw it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. People saw that movie. Okay. I thought it should have gone to Dunkirk myself. Cinematography? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know why Darkest Hour would have gotten it. Darkest Hour seems like a whole bunch of close-up shots yeah. the whole time. It was just that smoky room, yeah. them yelling out a map. Well, it had a style. I yeah. mean, it, it, it was true to itself. I knew it was going to go to... The original score was going to go Shape of Water. That had a very, like, French yeah. uh, theme. It suited it. Yeah. I thought the music I think, suited No, I thought really it suited well. the movie, but I definitely thought, like, oh, yeah, the Academy's going to eat this up. I really liked the music for Phantom Thread. Yeah. I thought that was really strong. Okay. Um, I feel like John Williams has been phoning it in Star Wars wise. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, I thought he did pretty well with the prequels, but I feel like Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I think Last Jedi is better than Force Awakens, yeah. score wise. Yeah. Definitely not movie wise, but yeah. But I think he also does like some callbacks more oh, yeah. in that one. So pretty heavy. He he hasn't given us like a new. He hasn't given us like a with the prequels. He gave us Duel of Fates yeah. and Battle of the Heroes, new stuff that feels just as good as the old yeah. stuff, but. Yeah, with this new stuff, not really. Well, I could never like if you if you were said yeah, you have the, to you have to sing Ray's theme. Yeah. I'd be like I yeah <laughs> I don't know. Um, and Three Billboards had a cool like acousticy soundtrack. Mm, I like stand out to me. Well, there you go. That's why I didn't win. They how asked you, you. How do you feel about Remember Me winning original song? I'm glad it didn't go to This Is Me 
Yeah. So now I have not seen The Greatest Showman, but it seems like everyone says that's not the best song. It's not. It's not the best song. It's the one that the they keep pushing. It's the one that's been in the trailers. Um, It's the one that they keep talking. It's kind. It's it's just frustrating because they're like, this has become an anthem for people who feel different. I'm like, no, it hasn't. Mm -hmm. This is something you've told us is an anthem for people who feel different, but. It's it's not yeah um it's it felt like it co- it came from a computer it's like do write song just, about differences <laughs> do you think if I just listen to the the soundtrack do I need to see the movie you should still see the movie but I mean could I just listen to the soundtrack cold Oof. no you don't think I think so? I have a lot of people I think a lot of people listening are like no just see the movie okay uh no that'd be kind of crazy you're kind of crazy I think I don't I think when you after you see the Greatest Showman. You can listen to the songs completely out of context because yeah. none of them are about like this is the circus we're pulling teeth out of lions like none of the songs are that I okay, but I like to remember one? me yeah I like it too I, yeah. I was a little surprised that it won but yeah I thought uh, I thought Mighty River or or remember maybe me, no to remember me just seems like a verse and a chorus not a full song yeah um, oh maybe I'm thinking okay no I guess I thought Stand Up for Something was gonna win okay so there you go directing I disagree. With directing, with Which Dylan Del Toro, Guillermo Del Toro, Shape of Water. Um, I think I had p- picked Christopher Nolan for winning that, but I don't know. It's hard. Um, I think that's a tight. I think that's a tight race. I yeah. think Phantom Thread was really well directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think same as I. They're all good. I mean, yeah. Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water is the one I would not have given it to. Yeah, I feel like maybe the Shape of Water, Gil- Guillermo Del Toro winning is like. Yes, we all, we like Shape of Water, and we're also liked Pan's Labyrinth yeah. and these other oh, movies that be. you did a good job at. Yeah. So here is an award for more things. But I mean, it's it's a well done movie. It's like it's a movie that has his fingerprints all over it. It's it's a Guillermo del Toro, uh, Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. movie. Right. Absolutely. Like no one else could make the Shape of Water but him. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, sometimes it's it's hard to see necessarily. Like, you see, like, a Spielberg shot. You're like, oh, that's a Spielberg yeah. shot or something. Or even, like, Christopher Nolan, you can tell, like, oh, I'm looking at a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. And sometimes that's a little... You have to see... It's the plot, I guess, the, the themes that make it a Del Toro film. Yeah. So, like, his writing, yes. But the... Uh, the directing. I think you could make here. a strong case for any of the others. I feel like Jordan yeah. Peele and Get Out. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Paul Thomas Anderson with Phantom Thread. I mean, yeah. I think those two would yeah. be a tough call. See, what I like about Dunkirk is that it feels like a Christopher Nolan film, even mm-hmm. though it's such a different film yeah. than he's made before. Yeah. Uh, it's like, this is exactly what a World War II film directed by Christopher Nolan yeah. would look like and be like. Um, some, some of it, some of why I didn't instantly jump to that is because I feel like a lot of it is, is like you have Mark Rylance doing his thing. Mm-hmm. You have Kenneth Branagh doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are just sort of like locked in with those actors mm-hmm. that it just, yeah, that I didn't feel like a huge yeah. difference. You know, it's, yeah. it's just like, yes, that's how they act. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Lady Bird is probably, would probably be a really good pick for that. Yeah. That's uh, what I mean. I mean, I think you really could yeah. do it. Actress in a leading role, Francis McDormand. I agreed with that. Did you? See, I yeah. get it, but I felt like it was very one note. No, I, they, that deer, that scene where she's talking to the deer that they even showed for this clip. I was like, "That's that's it." Because hmm. there's just, just there's yeah, just I found a lot that really of weak. I didn't like that. No, there's a lot of expression on her face 
going as she's talking when she's like you're not trying to make me believe in reincarnation is mm-hmm. he like she smiles like she's almost amused by it but then she just gets stone faced yeah um yeah i thought that was okay i thought that was real good that's not what i would have done but sally I... hawkins could have gotten it because she had to convey it all through uh facial expressions mm-hmm. and that um i didn't think it was going to go to margot robbie no. um and saoirse ronan maybe and i think the post itself had to be a better movie yeah. for Meryl Streep to get that. But I do think that that's like, if you were going to give it to Meryl Streep for something, I, f- I feel like that was an Oscar worthy performance yeah. in, in maybe a movie that didn't serve it so well. But yeah. I thought what she was able to do with yeah. that was incredibly impressive. It's like Liv Schreiber in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Like it's a good performance. <laughs> it's just too bad. It's in this movie. Uh, actor in a leading role goes to Gary Oldman. I think everybody knew that was going to yeah, happen. I don't think there was really even, um, I kind of feel like maybe the slate was written in a way, was put together in a way so that it would be Gary Oldman. Mm. Like, I don't, I was talking to uh, some people I was watching with the, the Oscars with. Um, I don't understand why Sam Rockwell is supporting actor as opposed to leading actor, other than I know it's not like a leading, yeah. like a lead role. Well, I think that's but what he's, it is. But he's like, he has so much screen time. Yeah. If you count screen time, sure. But I right. think like his importance to the plot maybe it wasn't quite as yeah central as you need for um i don't know who else would be on this list i mean i think you could make a strong case for daniel kalua winning for get out i thought he was great in that yeah every i mean he's like he carries the whole film just right um i don't i guess you can't pick anyone from darkest not dark dunkirk because they're all right supportive roles um and then lady bird didn't really have one yeah and you wouldn't give it to tom hanks no, no, I wouldn't have nominated no. Tom Hanks for um, that. And yeah, so I guess maybe it was just the the slate yeah. this year. And they're not going to give it to Hugh. Well, Gary Oldman <laughs> was very good. Yeah. Yeah. And finally... Best Picture. Best Picture. So the nominees again were Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, mm-hmm. Get, Out, Get Out, Lady Bird, yes. Phantom Thread, mm-hmm. The Post, uh-huh. The Shape of Water, yep. and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Now, it seemed to me that Three Billboards was the favorite yeah, it seems like that's what most people. Yeah. Um, I had expecting. I had wondered if Lady Bird would get it, but it did not. Yeah, uh, and Three Billboards didn't. I was very surprised to not hear Three Billboards mm. outside Evan. I was also surprised not to hear La La Land. Yeah, all right. Yeah, is it, that happens. Can we still make those jokes? You can make it. Okay. Sure, it's a little late. I feel like Mark Hamill like finished it, it for everybody. Yeah, like, it, don't yes. say La La Land. Yeah. Don't say La La Land. Yeah, he saved that Star Wars bit. Man, definitely. he's so funny. Um, but it was the shape of water, the shape of water, which I think most people were surprised by, yeah. even though it's a good movie. It's just, it really doesn't seem like the type of movie the Academy is going to nominate, you know, not just nominate, but give the win to. Yeah. I feel like it's the first genre film in a long time too, yeah. to get that award. I'm okay with it. Honestly, I, I felt, yeah, I have nothing. That wasn't one that I was like, what are you kidding me? Yeah. I have nothing against shape of water winning it's just very strange to me i don't really like understand what's going on with the academy uh it was the one that it was the one that i would have picked i think okay of the ones i saw but i wasn't really like moved by many of the best picture mm. nominees this year i would have probably had to decide between three billboards and dunkirk okay. myself mm-hmm. so yeah um i could see for dunkirk definitely yeah i think uh I mean, we've talked about Dunkirk. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool the Shape of Water one. I think that's, uh, it's cool that it's now, you know, Oscar winning or best picture of the Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, I think that will probably get more people to, to watch it who missed it. Uh, it's just such a weird, 
weird film for them to select. Who, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some people uh, say that it's Del Toro's best, like, mainstream film that he's ever done. Of his movies that I've seen. Hellboy? No. Hellboy 2? No. Blade 2? No. Pacific Rim? No. Oh, he did that? Crimson Heights? The first, like, the first Pacific Rim? He yeah. Did? Okay. Crimson Manor. The Manor that's Crimson. Crimson Peak. That's Crimson Guillermo Peak. del Toro? Yes. Oh, okay. Then I've seen a couple of his movies. There you go. What do I know? Mimic? It's a nope. horror movie in the 90s that he hated a lot. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, I assume we'll be getting all these Best Picture nominees Pan's in the Labyrinth. collection. Uh, yeah. We, we already have... Three billboards, uh, Coco and Darkest Hour, and we have Dunkirk and Get Out already. Okay. So we're just waiting for the rest to come out, and we'll also get some of the other stuff, such that didn't get nominated for Best Picture, such as I Tanya. And we always try to get all the foreign films and mm-hmm. all the uh, documentaries as they are available. I will be interested to see those. Yes. Um, so there you go. How do you feel about the Oscars this year, Nick? I'm not a huge Jimmy Kimmel fan, but. Oh, I you guess, know. yeah. I, I guess I meant I, the nominations. The like nominations. The, the movies themselves. Didn't I just say that? I wasn't really, I didn't really feel a strong connection to any of them. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah. I think Dunkirk was the only one because it just like, the whole time I was just like holding my arms. Yeah. I was like, please, everything be okay. I think the ones that I enjoyed the most would probably be Dunkirk and Get Out. Yeah, I think that's what most people would say. Yeah. They were like the most movie yeah. movies of the... Well, I they're, felt, just, they're both an experience. Yeah, you know? I felt like this year was kind of weak in terms of the films feeling very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you look at Phantom Thread and you look at Darkest Hour and you look at the Pope and like, okay, these all are kind of period piece. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the average moviegoer would be like, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just didn't seem like a very, a lot of different genres or topics, um, even though they are, it just kind of all seems to flatline in terms yeah. of difference because there have been some that one year where it was like argo uh life of pi uh lincoln it was like a really cool year yeah and since then yeah i didn't i didn't have a big yeah there was there was nothing like birdman or uh oh i love birdman or uh whiplash or you know just something that like you were like oh man that even when they when they were doing the best supporting actor like montage and it started with that little bit from whiplash Mm -hmm. i was like i gotta watch whiplash again oh yeah that was such a good movie you know for a second i was like is uh is kimmel doing a bit i thought it was a bit too because i see that i'm like sure there there has to be a bit coming here i know (laughs) like kimmel's practicing his speech and uh jk simmons is throwing crap at him like not my speech yeah Well, if you're interested, there's a lot more information you can find on the Oscars mm-hmm. website, oscar.go.com. Uh, all time. sorts of pictures and videos. So if you miss the actual ceremony, you want to yeah. watch some of the speeches, see all are available at oscars.go.com. And uh, see what happens when Faye Dunaway and uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty get it Warren right. It's one of my favorites. So Yeah, they did get it right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's close up shop. Anything you want to talk about coming up to the library? We're showing Thor, Ragnarok, March 9th. At 3.30. Exciting. It is exciting. Uh, after you see it, we can all talk about it. We sure can. I mean, you can let us know on Twitter yeah. what you thought about it. Don't, yeah. don't like come to my house. You can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show. <gasps> yeah. You can find us on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library or These email places. at wellsville at stls.org. You, Saturday, we're doing a teen photography class at 10 to 12. Uh, call the library or just come to the front desk yeah. and sign up uh, for that. That's 10 to 12 on Saturday the 10th, and then a second one, Saturday the 17th. Exciting times. Yeah, you got a book club coming up. Lots of book clubs. Yeah, we're finishing Lots. up on uh, 
North of Boston by Elizabeth Elo, and then we're going to be moving into The Last Coyote by Michael Connelly, one of his Harry Bosch books. Mm-hmm. We will, we're currently doing the All the Light We Cannot See. No. Yes, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony yeah. Dewar is our patron pick book club. <laughs> we'll be drawing the new name for that soon. Yes. And the Jane Austen book club is yeah. currently doing Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. So if you've so read light, light from Light Between Oceans, light between oceans yeah. you're, you've come to the wrong book club. We already did it, so yeah. we can still talk about it with you, though. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, so. join us for any of those book clubs. Of course, we have concerts and movies coming up in the auditorium. You can yes. find all that at yeah. davidahowlibrary.org. We just had uh, Emerald Isle. That's true. Hang out. Yep. They Terrib- played terrible weather. They played but even they did in, it. The, in our snowstorm. <laughs> they sure did they, it. They kept, they kept the library yep. warm with yes, their hot music. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye.